happy Monday morning. It is the Crossing Broadcast, and guess what, ladies and gents? It's not just me. It's not just me and Adam. It's not just me and Kyle. It is the three of us. We are back. And it feels pretty good. It feels good if you're me, except for the fact that, you know, my kid and I are sick. And it feels good for Adam, who lives in New York and does not have kids. But it is not so good if you're Kyle Scott. Kyle, please, uh, I I think it's time to address the people. (laughs) I have returned from the uh, pit of misery. It's probably the best way to describe it. And Russ, you have seen it, and uh, it is it is close to just that. I, I would not have believed it if I had not seen it with my own two eyes. Blessed are those who do not see yet still believe. Yeah. So, um, yeah. Long story short, happy to uh, happy to be back. Maybe not at six twelve a.m., but <laughs> happy uh, happy to be back. I, the, the, basically, what's happened is, uh, um. You know, we've been spending a lot of time on T-shirt and T-shirt orders. Uh, typically, as you guys know, and as probably most people listening know, that you know we sell apparel on the site, and ninety percent of the time, my wife sort of runs that part of the business. Um, we stock and fulfill the stuff. You know, we have a, a whole area of our basement dedicated to it, and she handles. Um, sending out the orders and customer service and any of that stuff and 90 percent of the year that's just fine there's you know the volume is is total not totally manageable for one person who's taking care of a two-year-old all day um around the holidays it gets a little busy and i usually work most of the day then in the evenings help her and we'll occasionally uh you know manually deliver packages to the post office because uh we tend to have more than the post post person likes to take um the eagles going through the playoffs and winning the super bowl has changed the calculation on that and uh made this an all hands on deck situation uh and unfortunately it's been a not the best use of my or anybody's time but a necessary use you know we sold a lot of t-shirts that's basically the long and short of it and i'm disappointed because i've written probably like four after Besides the Monday and Tuesday after the Super Bowl, I've probably written four blog posts since then in two and a half weeks. And having done this for eight years, um, missing out on sort of like this time of blogging and podcasting and talking about it sucks. But at the same time, it's like you got to do what you got to do. So that's basically where I've been and up pretty late every night doing stuff. And hence why I haven't been on the podcast doing customer service emails till 1 a.m. last night. So it, uh, it hasn't stopped, but I've returned. Have what got- do people at the post office say when you walk in? <laughs> so they, they actually like me. Uh, it's a very small post office, and we are probably the most commerce they've ever moved through from one uh, individual you know, business or person. Uh, and so when we first started doing this locally a couple years ago, like we, we've sold shirts for a while. But we used to use an outside company, but um, you pay a pretty good premium to have someone else do everything, handle the fulfillment, the customer service. So, uh, you know, my wife kind of left work. The deal was, you know, she was going to run this side of it. So when we first went two years ago, uh, they were a little like, what the hell is this? But as it turns out, and I've learned, and you guys probably be pr- surprised to know this because post offices tend to be the pits of misery themselves, they their, their office gets credit for added volume. And I think that... 
I think I've deduced that that somehow gets filtered down to the like two people who work there. Um, doesn't hurt that they're sports fans and that I've given them several free t-shirts. And when you walk in and they're wearing your t-shirts, you know, you kind of get to move to the front of the line. So they actually like me. We have loading dock privileges. Um, Yeah. So, you know, we we definitely make them busy, but I do think they get some sort of credit and or monetary gain for, for doing it. So they don't hate me, which is good. The post person who would normally pick up the stuff does not like us. We usually cut them out of the equation. Hmm. Hashtag loading dock privileges is what I got out of that. Strong. Yeah, it's... it's. Uh, so what it's, have you yeah. wanted to talk about that you haven't been able to talk about because you're stacking shirts? God, I feel like there's so many topics that I've, I've seen. Um, the biggest thing I've been disappointed with is seeing over the... Not so much last week, but the, that second week after the Super Bowl, all the highly edited... Um, NFL network type film stuff that normally I would just like, you know, love to like blog about and watch and comment on and just sort of had to sit back and, and not do anything with it. Um, there's probably been a ton of topics you guys have talked about that I've sort of, or Russ has talked about that I've, uh, you know, wanted to chime in on, uh, you know, is what it is. All right. So let's, uh, let's recap what was a, a pretty exciting weekend. Sixers, uh, Sixers won Saturday night over Orlando. That really isn't much of a shock. Beat game, the crap out of them. Game was closer than uh, we might have expected. Yeah. Actually, humorously enough, on Friday slash Thursday night when Adam and I recorded last, Adam was boasting about the fact that the Sixers were up 25 points on the Bulls. <laughs> and they ended up winning that game 116-115. to 115. I think that was the game where Simmons and Embiid combined for 62 points. Yep, I'm looking at it right now. 62 points and 20 rebounds between the two of them and 16 assists. Ben almost had another triple-double. They go in against uh, Orlando, and um, it's it, wasn't this, it was the beginning of a back-to-back, um, which last night I, I ended up watching the ESPN feed uh, because I like to uh, put myself through misery. And um, they were highlighting again that Embiid was going to be playing, you know, on the second leg of a back-to-back. On the first half of that, he had 28 points, 14 rebounds. Ben Simmons went for 17, 7 assists, and 4 rebounds. And then we got to last night, the first actual regulation loss for either the Sixers or the Flyers. Flyers had a, um, an overtime loss where they blew the lead in regulation, of, I think it was over a week ago. Um, they are still undefeated in regulation since the Super Bowl. They beat the Senators on uh, Saturday as well, 5-3. to three. So it, it was a, a pretty exciting weekend if, if you were following both or either of those teams. Last night's game, I think it's pretty fair to say, um, it, it wasn't a great effort um, on the team's part. Embiid, after the game, came out and said that he never felt like they were totally in it. They weren't hitting threes. And like in, in all fairness, the Sixers lost 109-94, to but I think the biggest takeaway from that game is Washington just didn't miss. There were entire stretches in the second period, um, and I think even early in the second half, where it felt like anything that Otto Porter or Kelly Oubre put up went in. So you're going to lose those games every once in a while. When it feels like the hoop is that much bigger for the other team, um, it, it's just it's rough. I don't know if either of you guys. Well, that's, well, that's what the playoffs that. are going to be in the NBA. You know, it's you have all these teams that sit around the outside and shoot, and it's like if Houston plays Golden State and Houston happens to have a big shooting game, they can knock off the Warriors. You know, it's I look at the Sixers team and I 
really just want them to get to the playoffs, which it looks like they will, and get some experience. CFMB could do the back-to-backs. Uh, if I, if it's between Cleveland and Boston, personally, I'd rather play the Cavaliers. I'd rather LeBron be in a series with them. Um, Boston, I, I just I really don't enjoy the Celtics. Like I have my friends are Celtics fans. It's too much for me to to root for those guys. But at this point, like yeah, like I I think about that game against uh, on Saturday. And they start off down like 15 like to, to Orlando, like 12 to 2. And they don't miss a shot for like two quarters. And when the Sixers are flowing, man, it really is impressive to watch. When you have J.J. from the outside and Covington's hitting threes and it opens up the lane for Embiid and Simmons to just do what they do and go to work, you know, that that's the kind of game that I love. And and to be honest, I've always looked at Orlando as the anti-process team. And so when you can beat the crap out of Orlando, it means more to me. If you think about it, like they took the Aaron Gordon that people said we should have taken. You know, they took the Alfred Paytons and they took the, the Vuceviches who we gave up on because it wasn't part of the plan. And I look at that team and I go, man, they're a whole lot of nothing. You know, and they sign the free agents for too much money. And it's it's nice to see where they are, where we are now. But Washington, you know, it was the second half of a back-to-back, and uh, they're learning. But Sixers are still so much fun to watch, and T.J. McConnell's my man. And I love this team. I, I think they're a really great team, and I think next year it's going to be very special. But this year it's more of how much seasoning can they get. Yeah, and it's it's interesting. Like when you start thinking about some of the castoffs that they have, um, I think Alfred Payton will always go down as the guy that Hinky swindled uh, Orlando for. That was the the moment where uh, temp- we got Dario. Yeah, got Dario out of it and a fir- and another first round pick just to get Alfred Payton, who you know Orlando has since offloaded to Phoenix for a second round pick. Does that, a- do either of you know where Alfred Payton went to college without googling? Mm. Hmm. Can I have a state? Louisiana. Uh, I thought you were, were going to Lafa- Lafayette. Louisville. Correct. Because, you know. Was I right? It was Louisiana Lafayette. Yes. What is their mascot? Raging Cajuns. Raging Cajuns. Really? And that was your history lesson brought to you by... The Crossing Broadcast. Well, no, hey. That's a perfect time to do a sponsor. <laughs> Kyle, you do you have the read over there? You never sent me the read. I've I've been winging these, and he's been good at it. Yeah, go for it. Well, crossing yeah, the read had to do with Valentine's Day, so we are we are well past that. Okay. Uh, the crossing broadcast is brought to you all as always by Carlino's Market in Ardmore and Westchester. Uh, that is your home for all Italian artisanal meats and cheeses, pastas, tomato pies, pizzas, anything imported uh, this side of Tuscany. You will find at Carlino's. It is massively important that you get out to Carlino's. And uh, chow down. Let them save you the hassle of making at least one meal a day. Go out to Carlino's. Uh, load up the family in the car. Get them out there. Let everybody pick what they want. Uh, it is not a, uh, a cattle shoot. It's not a one-trick pony. Carlino's has everything you want. So, again, Carlino's in Ardmore and Westchester, your home for all things Italian. Hashtag trust the pasta. Trust the pasta. Hey, did you guys, speaking of trusting Italian food, did you guys see my tweet of Ben Simmons eating pizza off Tafa's Ferrari? What? Yep. No. 
So yeah, check my tweets from yesterday. There's a there's a Sixers Facebook group called Sixers twenty four seven. Lots of stuff there, uh, and there's almost always during a game. There's one to three people who are illegally streaming the game on Facebook Live. Um, and incredibly, this happens every game, and like it hasn't been shut down. Um, but there's always a lot of stuff on there, and someone bumped into Ben Simmons on the street. Um, him and a friend, I don't think it was another player, you can't really see the person, are uh, somewhere in Philly, parked, like just on a corner, in Ben Simmons' like ludicrous Ferrari, black Ferrari, uh, with a box of pizza on top of the Ferrari. Yeah, and where's both the pizza ha- from? Yeah, I don't know. It doesn't look particularly good. Uh, but they're both like facing the inside of the car with their doors open, eating the pizza off top of his Ferrari. Um how about you guys? I prefer to eat the pizza in my Ferrari, but, you know, it is. It yeah, is but read is. the cap. Can I read the caption? Uh, yeah. So yeah. someone posted this with two pictures of Ben Simmons. I feel like you're not going to like this. And it says, so I met Ben Simmons last night. Not what I expected. Was pretty standoffish. Pulled up at a new Ferrari and refused to talk to fans. <laughs> and and uh. he's sitting there with his friend. His friend's wearing a do-rag with some Jordan 1s. And it looks like they're eating. It looks like a Papa John's. Now I don't. I cannot. I don't know. That could also be some local shop that I don't know. But you know how I always feel, uh, man. You, when, when you're eating pizza off your Ferrari and people come, hey, can I take a photo of you? Can I talk to you? And it's like, <laughs> no, I'm trying. I'm trying to eat pizza off my Ferrari. I, know, I would I be highly that, concerned about that the- issue all the time. I'd be highly concerned about the garlic getting the garlic sauce on the. Uh, this looks like a matte black Ferrari. I would be very I, yeah, highly concerned. You know, about and to your to your point, his dude is getting real liberal with the elbows. Like so, if they're they're sitting over there eating, and the pizza is like right over the Ferrari, but like Ben's leaning over so it's over the box, and his friend looks like he's about to drip like a banana pepper onto the top of the Ferrari, <laughs> which you cannot do. What does this guy look like? What do you mean? Oh, the guy? No, the guy that took the picture? The guy with him. Uh, the guy with him? I don't know. It looks like his friend. Looks like a dude, yeah. yeah I'm a, uh, what are you, what yeah. you trying to do? Does he, is he, is he a, a, a white fellow? Is he African-American? <laughs> Why does it matter, Russ? Yeah, what does it matter, I'm, Because I'm thinking, like, the guy from the uh The picture's the literally on Twitter. You could go click on it. Well, uh, okay. Yep, never mind. I was going to say, maybe it's his brother. I was going to say, maybe it's his, uh, his brother who's, like, his... Um, his like uh, I thought the th- turtle, I thought... who's like turtle from Entourage for him, could be. But when I but said that not, he was wearing a do rag, that answered the question. I was uh, in the midst of doing something else. I didn't. I didn't hear that part. My uh, bad. Clearly, didn't grow up my, in my, Pottsville, my Adam. That is that is standard. Uh, that is standard yeah. there. Russ, does your wife complain do that you don't listen to her a lot? Because I'm seeing why. I don't know. I. I... <laughs> and I don't know. another I I, thing I here. I wasn't listening. Uh, and I feel like. I feel like I'm just I, I'm I'm working off my tweets because I've done nothing for two weeks. Um, this LeBron to Malvern prep thing. Um, oh yeah, that was interesting. So, uh, long story short, you know, I, I went to Malvern, and when Smitty over at Barstool tweeted this uh, on what Wednesday, Thursday, uh, he's from the area. He went to Great Valley, I believe, so he's he's local to Malvern as well, uh, and tweeted that LeBron had visited Malvern, sources say, and, you know, over the All-Star break and that his kid could be coming here. Um, It seems super far-fetched when you think about it. Probably only slightly less far-fetched when you consider that, okay, maybe 
Maybe he has occasionally looked at schools around the country for his basketball prodigy son because he may go somewhere next year. Um, so the rumor has kind of evolved. Um, Smitty himself, I think, within like 30 minutes of uh, causing this ruckus, tweeted, sorry, guys, nothing to this. Multiple people told me it's BS. So excellent, excellent blogging there from uh, Barstool, as per the usual. Um, is he but, the one who cheated on his pregnant wife? Or is that, is that another guy? That that is not Smitty. That, that is was Kings. KFC. Oh, okay. uh, so long story short, while this t- he had put the tweet out, like within a few minutes, I was like, "Oh wow!" Um, kind of would have suspected. I would have known somebody who would have heard this had LeBron been walking around Malvern Prep last week. Uh, I reached out to a former teacher, a long like a long time uh, career Malvern guy and admin, uh, and he said, "Look, this is news to me. I think it was President's Day." Uh, earlier last week, and he said, you know, I, I don't think they had school that day. He said, I will go in tomorrow and see. Maybe I'm missing something here. But, if, you know, Malvern is a very small place, and if LeBron James was there, everyone who steps foot on that campus every day would have known about it. Uh, and he responded Tuesday morning. He's like, no one has heard anything about this. Like, this seems like, and this isn't like a low-level teacher. He's he's an admin. Um, so that was kind of debunked, uh, and obviously Smitty had debunked it. And then if, over the weekend, Jason Mertidis, um tweets that a source related to the coach has told him that it was a rep of, of LeBron James. It was one guy, and he came and was walking around with the basketball coach, uh, potentially whatever, feeling out. Uh, and he actually um, contacted me about this, said, hey, I, I heard this. Mertidis went to Malvern, I believe, for two years. Um, and I said, hey, I checked with this guy. And he said, I did too, and I checked with someone else, and they said a rep was there. So last night, the guy, uh, Mr. Mr. Chinichi, uh, tweets on or posts on Facebook that he has seen uh, no less than two dozen inquiries, including ones by me and Mertidis, asking about this LeBron James thing. And he says, uh, I, know, I have known nothing of this. The only family that I took on a recent tour of the campus was three weeks ago, and it was an alum of an 81, Steve Nesmith, who who his wife and son, Steve is considering sending his son Stephen to Malvern next year. Steve did play basketball for Malvern in the early 80s, yada, yada, yada. But he's not LeBron James, nor does he look like him. Uh, unless you hear otherwise from me, consider this a horrible rumor. Um, I am, like, shocked that this is like, fueled a fire that can may legitimately be burning. Um, well, but, I, like, I don't know what the outside read on this is. It's LeBron. Why are you shocked? I'm just going to say this. I'm not going to ride this roller coaster of emotions reading Facebook messages to determine whether or not LeBron's going to come here. Like, I just... That sounds exhausting. But that's what happens when it's LeBron. LeBron has people checking school records. So I I actually heard something, and I, I was never able to, like, double verify it. But what I had kind of gotten a lead on was back in November when the... Ooh, you got journalism. Well, it was back in November when the when the Cavs were playing in Philadelphia. The rumor had been that uh, either LeBron or somebody who represents his interests went to the school. Now, what what had kind of come out to me, at least, which I I don't really know if it's true, was that the reason that nobody had pictures of LeBron uh, having visited Malvern Prep in November was because. They essentially did what would have been like a mini lockdown. There's two kind of lockdown drills in a school. One where they like really do initiate panic and everybody goes into the corner. And one where um, teachers just keep the kids in the classrooms and you teach as normal. And that that would be the reason that nobody 
would have caught a picture of him in the hallway because nobody would have been allowed in the hallway. Mm. Now, okay. is it true? Yeah. I don't no. know. But within... No. Hold on. With... Can I... I, I just... Go ahead. So, a couple of things here. One, um, if you've ever... Been, uh, in, uh, nor should you have any reason to. A hall, you know, a lockdown, a hallway. You're thinking of a the layout of a high school. Malvern Prep has about... 20 buildings on campus none of them particularly big so the like just the notion first of all the notion of this happening is insane like you guys the, like, you're, go- you're both going too far i know i know but like just just to like this is how rumors happen someone's like oh they locked it down they couldn't see him in the hallway there really kind of is no hallway like yes individual buildings have hallways there is a giant courtyard in like in the middle of four classroom buildings i can assure you that if lebron james is walking around out there every single person would have known like this is a very very small place i where's you know, the school I graduated director's office 97 kids uh, russ russ i'm just tr- asking like just is it part of an academic building uh it, it used to be actually yeah and there's so time out so just gone into the headmaster's office so russ. even if lebron was walking around what russ. does that matter if they saw lebron what would it have mattered well i i think that's a legit you would, you would go you would go okay so he's interested so we're in the finals Right? No, no. I also want to point out the fact that it's a that, very like, legitimate thing. If 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 a if a potential free agent of LeBron's ilk is genuinely personally yes. touring schools, uh, I take that as a very good sign that like, hey, this is a realistic possibility that he comes here. Now, could he be doing that in ten cities? Maybe, probably not. Um, but it's just, it's not like that. I've done this long enough to know when like rumors just sound, smell, and are complete bullshit. You know, so and so sleeping with so and so's wife. Like these things all have like the same. Ooh, let's talk about that one. No, no, no. But like the old Jeff Carter, Scott Hartnell thing, or the old Jason Worth with Chase Utley's wife thing. Like all these things are rumors, and they all have like the same genesis. Where if you really track down where they started, they came from one tweet or one unreliable source. Like you know, like a. Uh, not that Perret, that Terez Owens type site, stuff like that. And then they get sort of like filtered out and the story changes and shape shifts. Like it's just, there's no, like the, the situation you described, Russ, is literally impossible at Malvern Prep. Like it's just, the, the layout, like it's just not possible. <laughs> I don't know what else to say. Like it's such a small, if he was there, it would have been the talk of like everything there. And this guy who who posted this on Facebook is not just like, some teacher i think he ran the middle school for a year like the guy has been there for 80 years he, he's not credible years, but he, i'm gonna he's, he's i had credible. people tweet me last I'm night i'm gonna tell this, you why he's not credible hold on i had people tweet me last night said this sounds exactly like something the lebron's reps would have wanted school officials to say like you guys these are the same people i seriously who probably believe in uh crisis actors like no joke i'm willing to bet these are the same people who would who would, right, who would so who actually seriously go down that rabbit hole. response? No, I'm going to tell, tell, tell you why he's why he's not necessarily credible. If a <laughs> if a school if a school Plus. district listen if a school district sends down the mandate to people that you are not to talk about this in public or you not, are not to confirm that something happened, you don't confirm that it happened, and you it's say not it didn't a happen. School district. This guy. Has I know it's it's a private. It's a private his school. boss for forty years. They have lunch together every day. Like th- this school is so impossibly small. It's like almost run by like a family. Like it's it's. So it's next not year possible. when LeBron signs with Philly and his kid goes to Malvern Prep, we're gonna fi- we're, we're gonna, gonna finally get the exclusive this. that he uh, he was there in November. 
Good. Never mind the fact that as much as I would love him to go to the finest high school in the area with a great sports program, the Sixers practice in Camden. Now, I understand LeBron could take helicopters wherever the hell he wants. There's like 22 really good private schools with decent sports programs between Philadelphia, Camden, and then all the way out on the main line of Malvern. Like, it is far. There is if even if you're like closer to the city, you have Episcopal and Germantown and Chestnut Hill. Like there's no reason, let alone the schools in the city and all that stuff. There's no reason why LeBron would have to send his kid 45 minutes outside the city, a solid hour from Camden. Like one of them is now making an hour daily commute, regardless of whether you have a helicopter. Like it simply does not make sense. As much as I would love LeBron's kid to to go to my high school, it is it's not happening. And like Russ, your situation about a school that like, like, like literally, like the same like eight people have have been like administrators and run Malvern for for decades. Like, there's not some like you know all this group over you know uh, across the the county is run. No, like they all like they they see each other ten times a day. This place is so small; it's not possible. It's just not. That's, I don't I know how possible. to describe it. It's possible. You're part of the uh, the cover up. Yeah, maybe. Um, so let's talk about something else that is related to Sixers, guys that actually have signed with them. So Ursine Ilyasova, as reported by Shams uh, Karchinia, or Char- Charchin- Charchania, uh, correct of, him, Adam? of, of the vertical. Um, I'm going to let him figure that one out. What? <laughs> I don't know how you pronounce it, to be honest. I don't know either. So Shams. Shams comes out and reports that the Sixers, or that once the buyout with the Atlanta Hawks is complete, Ursan Ilyasova plans to to re-sign or to return to the Philadelphia 76ers. I did a write-up for the website that broke down all of the possibilities of who we could see going. Um, I don't know how you guys feel about it. Ursan, I th- was a somewhat frustrating guy, but like as a depth piece, as you're making a playoff push. And even, you know, go to match up against, say, a Boston or a Cleveland. Um, having Ursine Ilyasova coming off your bench, you know, as a later rotation guy certainly doesn't hurt. I don't know what you guys think. I mean, I could go over the possibilities of who could be a buyout. Well, yeah. well okay. what else okay. What else did you have on your list of stuff to talk about today? For me, it's like cool Ursan Ilyasova's back, but I think it's just funny that we get, like we didn't really get anything for him originally with Tiago's splitter and a second-round pick, and he was like one of the guys that we thought like could be something. But I don't know where he really fits in, but I really liked Rashawn Holmes getting a lot of time Saturday, but I don't think there's too much to Ursan Ilyasova. I'd way. rather talk about our new starting pitcher with the nicest east to west curveball movement in the MLB. By the way, but just right. last last thing, uh, the guy the guy who posted that on Facebook used to be the athletic director at Malvern. I <laughs> so don't just, care. He's just, part of it. Got he's, it. Okay. Got he's it. part okay. of it. I forgot about that. Okay. It's been there since 1978. Okay. Go ahead. I don't care. So uh, I, I like where Adam's going. Let, we could talk some some baseball. Yeah, Philly. let's talk fucking Aaron Nola is the new face of the Phillies. He's the youngest first game opening day starter since like 1965. And our manager, in addition to like loving to do weird stuff with coconut oil, uh, I just like him. I don't know what it is. I really, I'm excited for this season. I want to go all in. I want to watch from game one. I'm probably not going to watch all of them, but... I love Gabe Kapler and his weird quotes. He gets really excited over, like, weird shit. 
And like even like announcing Aaron Nola, he's like, it's our guy. It's easy to know. He's our guy. Dude's got crazy movement. He's our guy. And I'm like, all right, Gabe Kapler, you repetitive fuck. Uh, him and I just like I like Aaron Nola. I think the fact that we got a young ass ace, even though we don't have Jake Arrieta yet, I I really want to oh, go yeah. all in. I want to go all in on this baseball team because I remember how we it was at the end when Reese was really getting hot. So I just I don't know. I want to hold myself to really try and attempt to watch them a lot because I remember we actually started this podcast last year and they started off somewhat relatively good. Like I want to I want to say like four and two. And I remember asking you guys, like, is this going to last? And we were like, maybe. And then it didn't last. But I really want it to last. I had this conversation with uh, Bob Wankel, our uh, our baseball guy, the other day. You just added him by name. Oh, yeah. He's, he's uh, oops, but he's public. Um, it, anyway, he's, he's, he's public. I had to go back and edit the, uh, the one pod he was on because I outed him. No, right, he's, anyway, he said ahead. he's where everybody he works with knows, knows that he okay. writes for the Cypher Living. Uh, so long story short, he said, um, uh, like we were talking about this, and a couple of years ago, 2016 was the year, definitely last year, that I, there may have been a 4-2 and two start. I honestly don't remember. But 2016, if you guys remember, it was like that April-May period where they weren't on that little run. And it was like, wow, you know, this, this team, if nothing else, could be – uh, a plus 500 team and uh, you know like we're sort of sitting around and like all of a sudden for two weeks everyone decided to watch them you're like oh baseball's back and then you know it turned out to be completely uh a fucking ruse and, yeah exactly ruse is a great word for it and uh yeah so i don't know all i'm wishing from the phillies and and this sounds defeatist but in the afterglow of the eagles winning the super bowl which like the fact that I've been away so long, like like a quote unquote away, like I still I actually can't believe I just said that, um, like that it happened. But like all I need from the Phillies, I just give us baseball to watch into September. Like even if they're just vaguely in that second wild card hunt, it doesn't matter. Like so they, they started off. Yeah, they started off last year. They won. They won one. Then they lost three in a row, and they won two in a row. And we were like, oh shit, they're three and three. They took two and three from Washington. We got excited. Then they got swept by the Mets and lost four in a row. And then after that, it was like done. So, but then they had a little run <laughs> and the seasons where they won like six in a row in the middle of April. And then they followed that by losing three in a row. So, yeah, that's been the Phillies baseball the last few years. It's been pretty repetitive. It's been mediocre at best. But, but it's they, been repetitive are... in that it's like they give us hope. And then it's like, and six losses in a row. And then the season ends. Because when you go through like an early season losing streak, it kind of like cuts all the momentum off and you're like, I don't think this is going to work again. I do think it's going to be interesting, uh, you know, the fact that they've already announced that Aaron Nola is going to be the opening day starter. I do wonder how Jake, Jake Arrieta is going to feel about that once he uh, I don't think he's going to care. Signs. If he yeah. signs and they'll figure it out then, you know. But just from like some articles I was reading last night, the longer Jake Arrieta doesn't sign with a team, the more people think he's going to end up with the Phillies around Major League Baseball. Because the notion is is that he's looking for a long-term deal, and if he doesn't get it, the Phillies would be the team that could pay him the most in the short term. Yeah, and my, my long-held belief has been that, this, that the Phillies were going to try to go in for somewhere in like the three years, $90 million range. I think Scott Boris is going to try to hold out to get that fourth year so that the contract value goes over $100 million. 
He cares more about optics. The only way that I see Boris accepting such a short-term deal for Arietta, which could realistically be his last contract, is if the salary ends up going to like 35 or closer to 40 million over three years, which I simply It would be cool to have another good do. pitcher. Forget yeah, it. I mean, it another good pitcher. certainly doesn't hurt. That guy is one of the best personal, like, like characters in baseball, I feel like. He's such a... I don't know. Like your t-shirt ideas ready? Well, you're goddamn right. I actually, at this point, no, make it stop. Um, uh, no, he'd be great. But uh, him and him and Kapler, like the intensity of the two of them, I could I could actually just envision the two of them standing in the clubhouse, shirtless, punching each other in the pecs to see who could take it harder. <laughs> what? Um, like, like oh Ariad is nuts. I could th- just envision that, like the two of them oiled up, shirt bros do, Russ, punching each other right above the the left pectoral, uh, seeing who's more man. Who's more my man. wife? Uh, my wife the other day, Gabe Kapler came on the TV, and she now refers to him as baseball John Cena, and I can't unsee it now. I can't unsee. I feel like he's definitely had some Botox in his forehead, <laughs> and he he just looks like a Beverly Hills housewife. Like, he just does. Like, it looks like he's had numerous, like, you know, cosmetic surgeries. That's why I'm just embracing it because it's like he is the manager that the Phillies deserve. Like, some young, crazy, juiced-up bro that uses coconut oil. I just love the coconut oil. Oh, I don't know what he does. I'm just saying that, like, he's the guy we deserve. We don't, with this group, we don't need some old dude that, like, came from North Dakota State. Like we don't need we don't need the Flyers nonsense. They need just some young guy that's like, come on and play for the Phils and let's get just jacked. And like <laughs> chill out and punch each other in the pecs. Like that's who they need. I'm excited. He's the Batman that we deserve. Uh, it, he, he's, he's, the like hero. The he's the hero we we deserve, not the hero we need. Yeah. Yeah. Like he's not gonna be the manager that's like He's not going to be the manager for 20 years, but he's the guy to like get it to the weird space where the other manager is going to need it to be. Question, was Pete McCannon the most generic manager in the history of Major League Baseball? I don't even, I'm not even <laughs> going to give him an era. Like, I, it's wiped clean. Like, it didn't happen. Like the, uh, you know, like the, the, the Randy Ayers era in Philly for the Sixers. Chris Ford. Oh, yes, no, no, no. perfect. Just Chris existed. Ford. Chris Ford actually Chris defeats Ford, Randy yeah. Ayers. Yeah. Because Randy Ayers was so bad that he goes down as, like, one of the worst coaching hires in, in team history. Chris Ford was a, uh, a very interesting uh, short-term guy. I believe yeah, all Chris those Ford guys was are the same like, prep guy. <laughs> was he like, a Malvern prep guy? I was either Malvern or Villanova. Sh- I'm going to contact Chris Ford. I bet he could give us I know the actual Fran Dumphy truth. was. For some reason, I think Chris Ford. Chris all Ford's going to be doing like book signings. And, all and right of those the coaches that you said, whether it's Phillies or Sixers, I've always been like, as soon as they got hired, I was like, well, that's uninspiring. And then someone's like, yeah, but he's been an assistant for 20 years. This could be the move. And in the back of my head, I was like, I think this is going to fail. And that's how I thought of Like, all those people was like hiring your uncle. I was like, this is boring. Chris, I was wrong. It was Villanova, uh, not Malvern. He went to Holy Spirit in Absecon. But when you look He'll at Chris now. Ford's career history, you know, any NBA player has, like, the years. So 201 through 203, Brandeis. Uh, 2003 through 2004, Sixers assistant, single year. 2004, Sixers interim. <laughs> he doesn't even. Ha- he doesn't. He wasn't around long enough to get the dash in his in his tenure. Can I tell you the lamest uh, the lamest Chris Ford fact I know or thing 
that I worst experience of my life. Back when uh when <laughs> what, Comcast Sportsnet had had Daily News live, uh, and they used to let you send in questions. I think oh, no. one one of one of or like the first ever question of mine that got through on Daily News live. Uh, it was a comment, and it said, "Chris Ford is ruining this team." Please tell me that he's done next year. Bring us Mo Cheeks. And I think it was Mike Kern. Uh, it was either Mike Kern or Bob Cooney said, well, yeah, Ford needs to go, but I don't think they're getting Mo Cheeks. And who did they get? Mo freaking Cheeks. You were Phil. You sound like Phil before Phil was Phil. Joy Stradamus, baby. Wow. Yeah. Mike Kern, shockingly short, by the way. Just just throwing that out there. It's not, dude, that's not surprising at all. They always rag on him for it. No. <laughs> most, pe- most people in media are short. <laughs> Until you've seen him in person, though, it's hard to it's hard to comprehend. Adam, is Barkhand short or is he tall? Barkhand's average. Okay. Yeah. I would actually like say he's probably five, taller 11, than you think. Six foot. Mm. Like, I get that. I'm. T- people are like, you're taller than I thought. And I'm like, okay, cool. Have I you ever seen Michael Wilbon's hunch in person? What's no. a hunch? Like he just sort it's of like, like is he like Quasimodo? <laughs> he's sort of like craned over. Oh, that's that's. Oh, kind I, thought, of I thought that was a weird like crotch nickname. No, 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 no. He's no. There's see, nothing wrong with you him. See, but just, you seen the hunch on Wilbon? <laughs> just ring the bell, Wilbon. Ring the bell. Ding, ding. Kyle, that's every person <laughs> in our society right now because of cell phones. That is true. Take a take a look at the necks on people. Oh. Well, you guys, this is a problem, y'all. Like. I have to go and look at the humans, and you guys just look at little creations of yourselves. So you just think that your kids represent the society because you used to stay inside with children with fevers, while I have to be around the miscreants of America studying their behaviors to report back. Uh, Sorry, man. None of y'all said nothing because you agree. (laughs) Well, I was going to say Russ is, you know, Russ is teaching high school kids every day. Russ I can't is really the same Potsdam kids every day. Pottsville. I he worked he worked in the mines with their parents. He's get like, the bill right. I can't disagree. I've spent the last two and a half weeks in my garage, and I thought I was becoming cultured because I had two high school kids here folding shirts, and I was like, oh wow, now I understand the youth of America. You were like, so what are the what are the fresh songs that you guys are listening to? Cool that's, kicks, that's, bro. That's literally one of the questions I asked. What answer do you think I got to that? Not I'm Under very, Armour. I'm very it's curious what it's, song they, they said. Pearl oh, Jam. I think you said shoes. Music. What? I said, what do you listen to? And I got a Pearl Jam. See, and then what they did was they took it, it older to make you feel more comfortable. I think that's they, true. They may have just done that. Yeah, I did. That's ask like those when questions. your dad asks, and you're like, you know, I could, I, I like Stevie Wonder, and I, ooh, I could go for some Steely Dan too. And your dad's like, good music, nice. I, I asked what music they like. I was like, do you guys even watch TV, or like, are you just on Snapchat all day? I'm pretty sure that was like an actual question. I don't know how to relate to, to <laughs> children. I have no idea. That's awesome. You got to about the next. You're right Although on the next thing. Fairness, in fairness, they're killing off Snapchat a lot. Yeah. Kids are getting off it. They're using Instagram for stories now because yeah. the update's so bad. Thanks, thanks, New Yorker magazine. You're welcome. According so, to the according to the youths. I mean, I, w- I, I guess I would kind of know, right? Like, yeah, you they, should know that. Kids aren't I, getting caught on Snapchat anymore. They're getting caught on Instagram Live. Your neck thing is also very accurate. I've been hunched over a computer for eight years, and if you look at me from the side, I look like a, a Q. There's like an definable bolt coming out of the back of my neck. It's, it's not good for my long-term posture. 
I did that really like self-servicing millennial thing when you take your eyes off your phone for like 30 seconds and you look around everyone else on their phone. You're like, look at all these people on their phone. And then you get back on your phone. That, that's, that's when I noticed those things. <laughs> no, or when you, you take, when you have like family sitting around a couch and all eight people are looking at their phones. So you take out your phone to take a picture of everybody else on their phone. And, and somehow you think you're above this fray. I always hate the person that's like, look, what are we doing? And I'm just like, I don't know. I just, I started doing it because y'all did it. And it was fun. That's fair. Yeah. All right, Rush, you want to put this baby to, to baby to rest? I mean, I think it feels nice. It feels nice to, to what do you be do back when together. your kid? What, is, what do you do when your kid has a fever? Like, what are the big steps? Um, it's, a, it's Tylenol trying to get him to nap. I'm trying right. to battle off. Do you give them certain foods? Uh, no. Well, not, he, he's not like kind of refusing soup? to eat. I'm actually kind of worried. He's been kind of refusing to eat over the weekend. Which Uh-oh, is Russ. Might have, to return. might have to take that kid back. I know. I might just have get to it. put him. Get an I, upgrade. Just put him back in until he's ready to come back out healthy. Yeah, I, don't, yeah. I agree. I don't, I don't know how that works. Kid um, sounds like a real shit box. Yeah, he's just a good kid. I'm just kidding. You don't have to defend your kid. I was only kidding. He sounds amazing. I love him. I can't wait to meet him. Wow. Yeah. All right. When he's a fully formed adult. <laughs> Trying to get an internship at Bleacher Report? All right. Exactly. Yeah. Drink. Um, if, if nothing else, though, I will teach him something that Sim still hasn't learned, which is you never button the top button. I, Ooh. That still, that still yeah. vexes me. It's, Once we get it's off here, I have to go figure out my day of Blake Bortles coverage. I'm very excited. Yeah. Can I, can I get a really quick? Nope. Uh, that, you can check it out You got to save it for the other one. Yes. I thought of you. Uh, I had a bunch of friends text me or, or like retweet the thing at me about uh, Bortles signing with Jacksonville. And they said, oh, it's going to be amazing. Like, I really can't wait to hear uh, how how Adam deals with this. I'm I just know. glad that Jacksonville has uh, taken themselves out of um, you know being a potential long-term rival to the Eagles. Yeah, they're going to fuck that up, aren't they? They are. I mean, like, I, I don't know. I don't we'll figure know. it out. Did I you have thoughts know. on When did he resign? Is this new? Yesterday. I, okay. Adam, did you have thoughts on the um the the trade uh, that LA made to acquire a, a cornerback? Yeah, I'm going to talk about all my football. Podcasts. Oh my god, this He's, is a Philadelphia podcast. You're big timing us. That's um, not it at all, Russ. You have to that's you have to stick to your base. We just did 25 minutes on Malvern Prep. We have to keep it local. All right, <laughs> I'm sad. So this isn't a good time to talk about the uh, the Golden State and Oklahoma City game. Okay. <laughs> Good time to talk about Amerigas. Take a really cool photo of your gas tank. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Sure. Um, uh, I guess maybe the the best way for us to leave. I don't know. I, I'll edit this. Maybe I'll I'll add in some music. Uh, maybe <gasps> maybe some Barry Sachs, like uh, Jason Ooh. Kelsey played in the Mummers Parade. I like this yesterday. music. This is really good the, music uh, you're playing, Russ. There was a, uh, a Mummers Parade in Maniunk. Kelsey was out there in his Mummers finest, rocking that Barry Sachs. So uh, that's kind of exciting. Like the guy, the guy is the uh, unofficial mascot of the city of Philadelphia, and he's potentially a better mayor than Jim Kenney, Which I don't, I don't really know if the bar is set that high, but there's that. You know, the th- real quick, the thing with Kelsey is that he has been this. We were doing a series uh, back when Jim wrote for the site a couple of years ago called Jason Kelsey Everyman for about a year to eighteen months. 
Like this, you know, for, for anyone who hasn't been paying close attention, none of this is new for Kelsey. Like he's drinking with people down at the OD. He's showing up and playing, you know, bago with people at random spots. He's tailgating at events. Like this is him, uh, which which makes his his speech slash, you know, post Super Bowl promotional tour even that much better because it's authentic. Like yeah, like he's you know he's is you know he he doing the banquet circle and the victory lap like absolutely, but these are all things he probably like would have done otherwise had he been asked. You know I think like a lot of times we're you know super jaded when we see athletes do stuff. You're like all right, this is good publicity, whatever. Like this is like Kelsey's playing music with a high school band. Like he. He was literally the everyman four years ago. Now that he's a world champion who's known for the one of the greatest speeches in, in Philly and, and maybe sports history, um, you know, like, th- this is actually really him. That's the cool part. It's not, like, some phony thing, like, you know, like some, you know, prima donna type player said it and now is just milking it. Like, this, he's, he's the real deal. Uh, so I, I don't think this could have worked out any better for all involved. Like, he's, he's awesome. Agreed. Yep. All right. He's got great oh, chest hair, a... by the way. That's all I wanted to say. Why did... He's got good chest hair. He's got good, like, like beefy guy chest hair. Like, he can get in on that punching uh, that punching thing with Arietta and uh, Kapler. All right. Well, that's, that's highly exciting. So, uh, here we are, all back together, reunited, and it feels so good. They Across said Dayton couldn't punch. They said Arietta couldn't take the hit. Sorry. Well, I have a, I had a whole post that's uh, still sitting in drafts that I'm, I'm guessing is dead now. So, I, I want to just... I want to just hit this really quick. I think that before Kelsey went out for the parade yesterday, he gave probably the greatest pep speech in the history of uh, of Mummer's parades. Uh, I think it probably went a little bit something like this. Uh-oh. <clears throat> you sure you want to do this? You want, Brenda anyway, can't go four saying? bars. Brenda can't go four bars without squeaking. Josh can't strum a banjo without snapping a string. Billy's been playing on the same reed since he was in ninth grade. Our band can't march in step. Our percussionists can't play in time. It's the whole band. I didn't know they invited E-Rock out. That was good. Look at you. All right. I think that's that's about as good of a place as any to end. Crossing Broadcast, as always, brought to you by the fine folks at Carlino's Market in Ardmore and Westchester. Hashtag trust the pasta. We'll be back on Wednesday. Guys, it was great talking to you. We will see you again on Wednesday. Don't forget, follow us on Twitter, at Crossing Broad, at Adam Lefko, at Joy on Broad. iTunes reviews will be returning on Wednesday. Make sure you get those in. Leave a five-star review. Uh, Much love.